Welcome to The Female Red Zone, a podcast dedicated to sharing insights from women who have made an indelible mark in business and the path they took to soar. Welcome to The Female Red Zone. This is Mary Beth Kizmaski. Today I'm interviewing Marie Rand. Marie is an incredible giver. She has started a nonprofit that she'll talk about called PH Aware. She is uh, a Broadway producer. She's a mother of some incredible children, and we all have incredible children, but Marie really does have some incredible children. And so I'm really thrilled to have Marie on the show today. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me, Mary Beth. So you have a, a history of how you got to starting this nonprofit, and I'd love for you just to share a little bit about what PH Aware is and how you got to this point of starting it. Uh, I'll, I'll lead into it by saying that you had a daughter with this condition, but probably a lot of people listening don't know what it is and don't know about it. So if you could give an intro uh, to that, I, I think it would be very helpful. The disease is called pulmonary hypertension. It's a rare life-threatening lung disease that can lead to right heart failure. Basically what it is is abnormally high pressures in, the pulmonary, in your pulmonary artery that causes barring and damaging throughout your lungs and then ultimately leads people to heart, to heart failure. Today, we have 14 approved medications for this disease, um, zero of which are approved for children. So we have better quality of life for our patients, but there is still no cure. My daughter was diagnosed in 1994 with pulmonary hypertension very early on in the disease. And what, that's really where my story begins um, of, and I'm, I'm really kind of fascinated by the journey that it took because uh, each, each piece of it led to the next piece. So um, Chloe was born with a heart condition. And at eight days old, she had her first heart surgery. She was sent home very sick. And on eight, when she was eight months old, she had her second heart surgery. And the third heart surgery that she was supposed to have was supposed to be very simple, quick and easy. Uh, when they went in to do pre-op testing, was that disease, they found uh, this rare disease called pulmonary hypertension. Very little was known about the disease at the time. So they sent me home and told me that she was going to die. And I then spent the next number of months uh, searching to find somebody who could potentially help me. Uh, one day I went with Chloe to her stomach doctor. She had a GI problem. And I, I actually said to that doctor, you know, after, uh, you know, she's, having a healthy child, then she became a sick child, and then she was living, and she was dying, and, you know, how could this actually be? And he led me to, um, I was actually in New York City uh, on 68th Street. He, he led me to a woman at 168th Street whose name was Robin Barst, and she, she was the person who was studying pulmonary hypertension at the time, pediatric pulmonary hypertension specifically. And she had, uh, was in the middle of doing clinical trials with the only medication for pulmonary hypertension. And uh, when I met her, she said that uh, she would be willing to do the third heart surgery on Chloe, although it was extremely risky. Uh, the surgeon actually gave her a 99% chance of dying in the operating room. And if not, she was going to die by the time she was two. At this point, she was maybe 16 months or so. So we went ahead and we did that surgery. And uh, although there was a lot of complications, uh, Chloe ended up being the first person in an OR to survive major heart surgery using that drug in clinical trials, which was called, which today is called Flowan. And two years later, that drug was approved, uh, FDA approved. I went on to, I actually originally worked in the world of architecture. I went back to 
I, I, you know, I was working and Chloe was doing well. And although I did have nurses in my house 24 hours a day because she was medicated uh, every hour of the hour. And I went on to have four more kids and we were, we were living life. And in late 2005, Chloe came down with tonsillitis and um, got very sick, went into the hospital, had to have her tonsils removed. And after a tonsillectomy, um, got very, got uh, septic and remained in the hospital for the next five weeks and then passed away on May 9th in 2006. Nine months after that, my then nine-year-old son landed on Broadway. And um, from my son, Zach, I was introduced to somebody who offered me a position in a Broadway production company where I then not only worked producing, but also facilitated a foundation called Broadway Kids Care, where I taught the Broadway kids philanthropy and how to give back. They came to my office on a weekly basis and learned what it meant to give back to this world, which I think is an essential piece of what makes us who we are. Absolutely. Um, so how did you start the uh, the PH Aware, the, the nonprofit then? How did that come about? That's over a number of years and um, a lot of healing and a lot of time of um, staying out of the PH community. And um, I stepped back in. I stepped back in because I realized that I could help. And um, when I did that, I met a man whose name is Steve Denwormer. And Steve, is, Steve works for Fox Networks. And he, his son, Lucas, has PH. And so we became the parents of children who were connected to this disease. And between us, we had some pretty good connections and, um, and some pretty strong marketing abilities. And um, in a very brief amount of time, we were gifted by, by, by friends of ours and pe- people we know about $5 million in free advertising for pulmonary hypertension from New York City taxi cabs that were given to me by a friend of my son, Zach, although it played for weeks in the, in the uh, cab TVs, to um, Fox Network plays a public service announcement every time they have a free 30 or 60 seconds, they'll just throw on our PSA globally to help us heighten awareness. And we realized that we had a really powerful voice. We also realized that nonprofits, there's kind of this gap because nonprofits don't necessarily market the same way that for-profits market. It's not not a real strong area for them. So we took our for-profit marketing knowledge and we thrust it into the nonprofit world. And then we were joined by um, two other people who are connected to the disease. John Hess, who's son, Ian, has PH, and, um, and Harry Rosakis, who had the only form of this disease that can be curable, um, which is called CTAF, and only 10% of the people who have CTAF can actually have this insane surgery that takes like 11 or 12 hours, but they can be cured from it. And we realized that each one of us had a pretty strong expertise, and that we were going to combine those expertise and make them into a PH Aware Global Association. And one of the things that we realized that was really important is that our model includes proven successes through um, quarterly reports, showing our investors a clear return on investment because the nonprofit world for many years was people gave money because it felt good to give money or, you know, people, people supported a cause because they wanted to do good. It's changed a little bit in that they're actually asking, the world is kind of asking for an ROI, and that could be any of a number of things. You know, it doesn't necessarily have to be monetary. It could be, you know, how many new patients have you found? How many new people have you helped? And so we built our model based on the idea that we, we have to 
show a return on investment. And as the, the terrain kind of shifts for a nonprofit, we built this different business model um, and formulated one that makes really good business sense. So we've now put together a plan that includes marketing. Um, we, we have a, we're, we're doing research in a very different way. We're doing research through apps and getting data to hospitals in different ways so that it can be assessed uh, more quickly, more simply, and so that our patients can be involved in a different way. We're doing an early diagnosis campaign, we're, and, and we're, we're doing um, a CTAF campaign, which is the form of the disease Harry had, and we're also doing this large-scale global awareness. So when you talk about the ROI, t- talk a little bit more about what have, to date, some of the results been, because you've been doing all these campaigns like you just have been talking about in the research and but what have been some of the the results that have happened uh, because of the work that your organization has done we started the the with the with a single with a single question if we could find one undiagnosed patient would it be worth it one one person that was our that was our, our very first mission to find somebody who didn't know who we were who needed help and we are, and we, we, well, we found our first one. It was really kind of amazing because it was a, it was a family from Africa with a young child and they really needed, needed help and, and knowledge and attention. And, um, we found them through social media. They found us through social media, actually. Um, and that's why we push such strong social media campaigns because we know that can get anywhere in the world. Um, we have, found many people or many people have found us through the campaign and then what that allows us to do is we can disseminate accurate information so that they, they understand the disease um, our, our one of our largest concerns is that a pH patient on average goes three to four years being misdiagnosed and by the time they reach diagnosis they're told they're in late stages and that they need to transplant and the life expectancy without treatment is 2.8 years and with, with treatment is far longer and they live better lives. So our goal is to, even if we acquire people one by one for the moment, um, that's fantastic. Because if we can lengthen the life of someone, if we can help them feel better on a daily basis, if we can um, give them knowledge and information, uh, that's a pretty powerful ROI. Absolutely. Um, uh, that, that, that is the ROI, right? I mean, it's right. about... It's about saving children and and, uh, and all that. But if you looked at um, this potential case, so let's say that someone came to you and said, Marie, I want to give $100,000 to the organization um, or more. Uh, what, what would you say back to them is this is what we will do with this money? Well, we're doing some really exciting things. We're, we're working, um, we're Apple app developers and we're working with the Apple Research Kit. They actually, um, when it first came to light, the Apple Research Kit, they actually looked for us because we had already been app developers. Um, and we're formulating a type of research that is completely different than what's been seen before. And the, the app that we're working on right now that's connected to a major, major university, a major medical center, um, allows people to input data that um, typically is only collected once every six months to a year when they go to their annual or you know, semi-annual doctor's appointment. And this allows them to collect the same data every hour, a couple of times a day, however many times they want to do it. But more, more importantly, there's also an interactive component. 
so especially for, I mean, for all the patients, but, but, but in thinking about children, there are only so many children who have this disease. And um, it can be very isolating because many of them on the outside look, one of, our, one of the things our patients say most often is that I don't look sick, so people don't know that I'm sick, and I, and I can't even walk up a flight of stairs, right? So we're building in a component where while you're running this test, it's a walk test. And while you're running it, you can actually be interacting with somebody else who's walking at the same time as you. So there'll be a communication system between the patients so that it becomes um, community-based and interactive while collecting data. I think this one, I love this one because I, there's a young patient who um, doesn't live close to here, but she flies into where I live to see her doctor. And her doctor was a, a pediatric fellow when I first met her when she took care of my daughter. And when she was coming in, I, only met, I had only met her once before, and when she was coming in, she said, hey, would you like to meet me at the hospital? Could you come to my doctor's appointments with me? And because I know what it feels like, and I know what it means to be part of that. And it was, that was when it dawned on me that, you know, how, how important it is that we be able to, they be able to talk about this disease to one another, people, you know, this community be able to talk and share in that way. She literally asked me to go with her to a do her doctor's appointment, and we spent the day together. So how about everybody gets on their app every day and communicates with one another about their medical stuff, but then it gives them the ability to talk about other things, too. So research is a really big one for us. The other piece for us is global awareness, because we, um, you know, interestingly, as much as we would love for somebody to give us $100,000, we also ask for things like, do you have a screen? You know, do you have... You know, NASDAQ gave us the NASDAQ tower and let us play our PSA. Do you have screens in elevators? Do you have screens in hospitals? Do you, because, you know, we live in a world of marketing. Can you just give us space so that we can, you know, so it's kind of like an in-kind donation so that we can spread the word? Um, and spreading the word is the most important thing because the more people know, the more people will, will be able to understand themselves. An important part of this disease is that back when my daughter, when Chloe was diagnosed, it, it, we barely knew what it was about. Now it's been divided into different groups. There, you know, there are different types that you can have. They're called the five who groups, and it's, you know, what type of pH do you have? And they're finding it more and more frequently connected with sec with secondary diseases, especially things like autoimmune. So, for instance, people who have scleroderma typically actually die from pulmonary hypertension. They didn't know that years ago. They know that now, which means our pH drugs work for the scleroderma community. We have some people who were 9-11 responders who have now come down with pH. So we now know that something from the 9-11 um, experience, that some, some toxins affected these people and caused pulmonary hypertension. And I think that we're gonna, what we're going to find is more and more often people who are given nondescript lung diseases, you know, with you know, no real accurate diagnosis, we're going to find that it's pulmonary hypertension. And so the group of people who are going to be treated is going to grow. And so we're looking to, to find that community and explain to people that they, um, what they need to know about the disease. Right. And, and how they can get treatment and extend their lives and all of those um things. Now, I, I know that there have been a lot of people that have helped you in this journey, Jeffrey Hazlett being one of them from the C-Suite Network. You want to talk a little bit about the way that some people have, have really supported this organization? Yeah, I, I, 
I'm happy to. We've had, we, we've really had wonderful people. I'll start with Jeff Hazlett. Jeff and I met uh, through somebody else and we were sitting in a restaurant. And my favorite thing about Jeff was within meeting him, 30 seconds within meeting him, he had a napkin and a pen out and he was already jotting down notes of how he could help me and help us with the disease. So one of the things Jeff says is that he likes to do good things with good people and have a good time. And he's really wonderfully connected himself to with to my kids. So my son, Zach, as I said, was uh, um, landed on Broadway when he was nine years old. And he's had a pretty steady career ever since. And when he was little, we were driving home. He was in Les Mis. He plays with Gavroche and Les Mis. And we were driving home, and he kicked his feet up on the back seat of the car. I thought he was going to fall asleep, and he was really groggy because he, he, he worked until 11 o'clock at night. We didn't get home until after midnight for a number of years. And he said, oh, Mom, who has the biggest voice? And I thought, well, I'm not sure where we're going with this conversation. And I said, well, what do you mean? And he said, well, if my voice gets really big someday, will I be able to help people? And I said, absolutely, son, and I want you to stay attached to that. I want you to stay attached to the idea that what we do in this world is we help other people. So fast forward to... Uh, he's now 18 and applying to colleges, and um, he has a friend who's a, a director, and that director invites us to an annual Oscar party. Well, Broadway does the Oscars. And last year, Jeff Hazlett was in town, and I called him and I said, hey, do you want to come to this event with us? It's really fun. It would be a really good night. So we're sitting there together, and, he, and uh, it's basically like an open mic night for Broadway stars. During the intermission breaks with the Oscars, people get up and they sing. So I said, so, said to Jeff, you know, Zach was, and Zach was there. We were, we were like, Zach's always had this idea that he wants to do this event where we just kind of call up his friends and ask them to come in and, and stand up at the mic and sing, and we can teach people about pulmonary hypertension and raise awareness. And Jeff said, I love that idea. Let's do it together. So on October 19th last year, as Zach was supposed to be doing college applications, he instead was formulating Breathless on Broadway, which is an evening of uh, raising awareness and funds for pulmonary hypertension at Sardi's Restaurant uh, on 44th Street in New York City. And um, Zach just started making phone calls and bringing people in. And Jeff Hazlett has been just so amazingly supportive. That's the one that he does specifically with my family and, and my children. But overall, he's helped us elevate on social media to such a high degree because, you know, it's, we kind of have like this nice little network system going on where we post something, Jeffrey posts it, NASDAQ's usually in on it, so it kind of just keeps radiating out. And it's all just out of good fun in many ways. And then personally, having somebody like Jeff in the lives of, of my kids, I'm, I happen to be a single mom, Jeff and his family, who are also really great to us. I love to see that Zach found somebody who says, hey, let's just do this thing together. And let's I'll, I'm here for you. I'm going to show up and I'm going to help you raise awareness. And then he also has invited us. We're, they started something called um, C-Suite Gives. It's a new program where um, there are three selected charities and C-Suite invites people to participate in donating to us. But C-Suite gives back. They give services for the money that's donated. So um, just at this last conference, this last C-Suite conference, we were able to get up on stage and explain who we are. And that's going to broaden over each time that a C-Suite conference happens throughout the year. And it's very nice because we've become like a collective of nonprofits. We all know what the three, the, the people who run the three all know one another. 
we're, you know, we've become friends with one another, we're supportive of one another. So he, it, it actually built this nice little group and it gives us the opportunity to share on that platform as well. Yeah, it's, it's pretty incredible. And I've been at some of those conferences where the, the nonprofits, in fact, the last one um, as well, where, you know, your organization and others are up there talking about, you know, in front of a bunch of C-suite executives who are now um, understanding uh, and aware of different uh, different nonprofits. So I think it's pretty amazing. And, and Jeff is pretty uh, amazing to, to be able to help you and your family in the way that he has and to help the, the nonprofit in the way that he has. So yeah, I, I, you know, and I'm sure that there's lots of people that have um, helped you in similar ways in this organization, several that you mentioned towards the beginning of the interview. And I just I just think it's incredible when people are so busy doing all the things that they're doing and they come forth and they uh, get involved in something that maybe they don't have anything to do with. Maybe they're not personally affected by this, but it is something that that they've decided that they want to support. And I think that's I think that's pretty fantastic. And I and I think that um, that you are pretty fantastic in the work that that you've done. So what what's next with PH Aware? What what I know I asked you if you had all this money, what would you do with it? Um, and it sounds like you've 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 obviously got the plans. Money's coming in, but what's next for PH Aware? What, what do you want to say in, in a year or two from now that the organization has accomplished? Well, we're, we have a really exciting project happening right now. Um, we're working on a documentary film about pulmonary hypertension. That's a very big project for us because that opens up the, this disease to a huge audience of people. And it's a, it's a very different way of handling, uh, getting, handling awareness so we're actually still funding that project, but we're we're at the very beginning stages of putting that together. You know, um, collectively, the people who who make up PH Aware, John, Harry, Steve, and I have expertise in the area of filmmaking and TV and business. But that one to me is really fascinating because the idea that we can make a piece that could be award-winning that that will shop out to film festivals—it's just a whole different space and really. The other piece of it for us is research. We've got our first research app, app is in the makings. We have, and, and we have more than one that are, are up and coming. And we're working directly with major medical centers on these, with doctors who sit on our board who are really invested in this. And I think that what we're going to do is, I actually know what we're going to do, is we're going to change the course of research. We're going to be able to have it happen more quickly, more efficiently, more effectively. And that will give for me, I believe it will actually change the way we diagnose people. And that really is critically important to me. I still believe that there are other diseases out there that result in pulmonary hypertension, and we haven't even found them all yet. And it's more prevalent than we even have numbers for. And so I want to see that puzzle get put together. And so our focus is very much, again, on global awareness and this research component, and then our other big, really fun and exciting project is this documentary, this film. And hopefully we're going we're gonna to push that out in places that has, uh, you know, that, that where, where we can get a lot of attention for it. Yeah, I mean, it's really about the research, the diagnosis, an eventual cure, and the faster that we can do these things, uh, the, better, the better off everyone is. But not just, I mean, you're talking about maybe looking at how research is done differently and quicker so things can happen much quicker and people can be able to 
solve some of these diagnoses uh, earlier and being able to, to, I mean, hopefully eventually have a cure. So how, how can people find out more about your nonprofit? Uh, how can they reach you? What are, what are some of the, the social media? Just, just give us some of the details of how to reach you. Great. We can be reached at thaware.global. That's our website. We're on Instagram, uh, Facebook, and Twitter uh, with the hashtag thaware. We can be, for the event that we do on, in uh, the Broadway event, it's called Breathless on Broadway, so it's breathlessonbroadway.com, and they hyperlink to one another, so, or will hyperlink soon to one another, so you'll be able to find both of those pretty easily. And then we're reachable at info at phaware.global, but at any time by email. You know, I would love for people to go to, um, the website and take a look, learn a little bit more about the disease. One of the things we did with the website, because we've seen other non, we, we did a lot of studying of other nonprofit um, websites and uh, we made ours very quick and easy. It's like a quick one, two, three of what is the disease? What does it mean? How can you reach us? How can we help you? Um, because we, we don't want it to be too daunting. Even for a newly diagnosed patient, you have to have very simplistic information on there so that they can really grasp it. So it would be great if people would, you know, like us, follow us. We also have a, an app that's just purely for fun called PH Aware. So we have a we have a PH Aware app that you can download from the App Store, and we have one that's called PH Aware 365 because we had this conversation about how we have a World PH Day, and then we have a Pulmonary Hypertension a PH Month Awareness Month. And um, we were on the phone one night, and I said, "Well, you know, don't we have the disease 365 days a year? Aren't what we try what we're trying to do is get people to understand it every day, pay attention to it every day?" So we formulated this app called PH Aware 365, and it's really kind of fun because you take a selfie, and then you you decorate it with information about pulmonary hypertension. And anybody who's out there who does that and then shares that fun little picture of themselves on social media will be giving people information of how to reach us, how to find us, and how to learn about the disease. So one of the things we ask people to do is, if you could download the app and just take a picture of yourself and put it on your social media, people will say, what's that thing about? You know, what, what does that mean? And it'll get people to us. Our most, our, so we have coming up on May 5th, it's World PH Day. And um, our, we, we like to do initiatives. We like to give people things to do to reach a certain place. So the newest one is called Step Up for PH. And the idea for the 365 app is we have people taking pictures of themselves on famous steps or steps, any kind of steps all over the world. So they're, they put them on the app, they decorate them, and then we, they radiate them out, we radiate them out. But the larger idea of that is we are asking people to step up for PH. If you have screens, if you have in-kind donations, if you could donate money so that we can continue these great research projects, please step up. That would be the thing to do for us. And so that's what you'll be seeing or the world will be seeing over the next few months is this whole step up campaign. And then that leads us into Breathless on Broadway, which is happening on June 6th. And that's another way that people can get involved because they can attend the event or learn more about the event. I, I'm almost 100% sure that I'm going, we're, we're going to put the auction items for the evening online prior to in case people can't come and they're interested in some auction items. So there's, there's lots of ways to get involved. Well, this has absolutely been incredible in the work you've done. And thank you for being on this show and uh, you know, sharing some more of your insights. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And thank you for helping us spread uh, 
global pulmonary hypertension awareness. It means all the world to me, my children, and my co-founders, um, who are all intimately connected with the disease. So we really appreciate it. Well, you are welcome. So thank you very much. And from the Female Red Zone, this is Mary Beth Kazmeski. Thanks for listening to The Female Red Zone, a podcast dedicated to sharing insights from women who have made an indelible mark in business and the path they took to soar. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.